Hey everybody, welcome back. This week, we are going to answer the question, should you DIY your podcast? Should you do your podcast yourself? You know, last week we talked about podcast listeners. We talked about what we know about them and their their behaviors and and all the great stuff you want to know about them. But this week, you know, if you want to start a podcast, I really want to answer the question for you, should you do it yourself? Should you do it yourself? That's a big question that a lot of people face when they think about doing a podcast. Now, in my experience of doing this over the last six or seven years, I actually have seen two types of DIYers. And, you know, this could, I think, apply to any task in general of the DIY. You've got two types. You've got the people that are really good doing it themselves and the people that aren't. You've got the people that are measure twice, cut once, done, and it's perfect. And then you've got the rest of us who are measure twice, cut five times, curse profusely, punch a wall, give up, and then call a professional. So what I want to present for you today is is what I've seen with hurdles, what I've seen um, new tech do for people and changes that have been happening, and also who I've seen actually be successful as a DIYer. So let's jump in. Let's talk about hurdles. The hurdles that a lot of people face when starting a podcast, first of all, is time. And then you've got tech hurdles, and then you've got the hurdles of too many ideas. Time, tech, too many ideas. Now let's talk about time. First off, when starting a podcast, there's the learning curve. There's the learning curve of anything. Tech, there's a learning curve of all the things you need to think about in the podcasting world, how people consume it, how it's downloaded, how to make sure people can see it, the content that you're thinking about creating and what people are going to listen to and what they're going to enjoy. And you're planning things. You've got to think about learning how to record. You've got to think about learning how to edit, how to publish the podcast, how to market the podcast. And marketing is a whole world unto itself. Are you going to promote your podcast through email is going to be organic are you going to do it on social media all of the above are you going to have videos as well it's immense there's a long big learning curve and then you have to do it consistently each week it takes a lot of time to put out a podcast each week the hours that you spend planning an episode the setting up of the recording if you're doing an interview scheduling the the interview with another person getting it done, making, you know, assuming that sometimes there's going to be mistakes and you might have to redo things. And then the editing of yourself. Are you the type of person that's just going to let every um or uh like, you know, just go like me? Or are you going to obsess with how you sound and every sentence you say? And is your 30-minute episode going to take you four hours to edit it? And then entering all the stuff in to publish it to the media host and then get it on your website and get it out into the world through marketing. And you have to do it every week, every week. For most people that are doing this themselves, they need to plan on one, two, three hours a week to get this done. Some people take even longer, even for a short episode. So you gotta think about the time. Now the next hurdle that's obvious for a lot of people that they face is the tech. Okay, if you're not a recording engineer like me, maybe you're not a musician, that's how I got into recording originally as I was a musician, dabbled with it, learned how it worked, learned how to record things, set up a microphone, use a digital audio interface, figured out learning Pro Tools and how to mix songs that have been featured on compilation albums and, and, and have won awards. I learned all that stuff. But if you're not that person, 
recording can can be challenging. It can be a new thing to learn. The different types of microphones. What's the best type of microphone for your voice? Do you want a microphone that plugs directly into your computer? Or are you going to need a digital audio interface where it's going to convert your analog signal to a digital signal to get it into your computer? How much should you, should you spend on this stuff? Uh, what's the software? What are the apps you're going to use to do all of the production, the editing, the mixing, and mastering? What even is that? How do you edit? How do you cut things apart? How do you add fades to make sure there's not audible noises? How do you get rid of noise, uh, noise reduction, all those types of things? There's a lot of that tech. And I'm not even mentioning your room. You know, How do you set up your room so that your recordings sound good? What do you need to know about uh, acoustics and things like that to make sure your recording sounds good? And then there's the publishing tech. Like I mentioned, the media host. What is all the information that you need to enter to get it published to your RSS feed, to get it connected to the podcast directories like Apple and Spotify and Google? There's a lot of stuff going on there just to get your episode out into the world. And then I mentioned marketing before. There's tech that goes with marketing. All the different platforms. Are you going to have a social media scheduler? Do you have an email list management system that you're going to communicate with your email list about your podcast through? And how do you set up maybe some automated funnels there or some sequences and automation that send them reminders when your episodes come out? There's all that tech. So that hurdle happens for a lot of people. And then for some, you're also going to have just too many ideas. How do you focus down? Maybe you start from a 100,000 foot view where you have all these passions and you want to, it's not just a podcast for your business or something like that, you might want to talk about, uh, like myself, I collect watches and I might want to do a watch podcast, but how much do I know about that? Is that going to, what should I talk about? Should I talk about it from being an expert? Should I talk about it from being a collector? Or maybe I'm uh, thinking about a fan podcast of a certain new show that came out or something like that. You've got to figure out all these ideas, which one would be the idea that would work the best, which one would be the idea that I would have the most fun doing. Or maybe you're thinking about too big a target audience. Your idea is just too wide. You need to focus it down. You need to think about, okay, I'm an expert in this big area, but I enjoy working with these types of people in this specific region or something like that. Um, for a lot of people, it's, it, that hurdle can just be too many ideas, too many things out there. Now, thankfully... Tech has become less of a hurdle over the last few years. Tech has actually made podcasting easier for a lot of people. You know, four or five years ago, you were talking about $1,000, $2,000, dollars worth of gear to podcast. You needed your great microphone. You needed a mixing board. You needed uh, compression, preamps, all these types of things that would make you sound better and connect Stripe in, uh, not Stripe, Skype, so that you could have people on your podcast and interview them and then play music and do all these types of things. Tech now has actually made that easier. You can do a lot of that stuff all in your computer. You really only need about $150 worth of gear for most podcasters these days. And Excuse me. Most of that most of that gear is plug and play now. Okay, the the microphones you've got USB microphones that plug directly into um, your computer, and you don't need an interface for. 
you've got a, all these different types of apps. Like if we think about publishing and social media scheduling, um, my preferred media host is Libsyn. And really it's a lot of just fill in the blanks and Libsyn takes care of all the technical for you, creating the RSS feed, et cetera. Social media schedulers make it easy to schedule posts to a bunch of different accounts and channels all at the same time. And you don't have to worry about that anymore. And we've even got DAWs now, digital audio workstations, like Descript, okay? I learned Pro Tools. A lot of people have used Adobe Audition or Hindenburg, things that are a little bit more robust as DAWs where you can really get into the nitty gritty of the sound and you've got your EQs and your compression and all these plugins that you can use. Well, you now have DAWs, apps like Descript, which is based in an app, it's online, it's inexpensive. I think even the pro version is a $30 a month subscription and it works from a transcript. You can record your audio in there, it transcribes your voice and then you can edit your podcast using the transcript. So you don't have to worry about, oh, where do I cut this exactly? What is that waveform? Is that the word I wanna cut? Descript has the transcript there. And then it also has advanced features like filler word detection. So um, uh, uh, stuff like that, it will actually detect those and find them for you and then delete them for you. And it's gotten better. And, and yes, I would say that some of the things that it's controlling and some of the um, mechanisms that it used can sometimes be too heavy handed and you have to be careful, you have to use it. But that idea of making it easier for the end user and the non-engineer to edit their podcast is one of the wonderful things that Descript has introduced. It's also got simplified production tools. So like I mentioned, you know, you can add EQ, you can add a compressor, you can add a high pass filter that will make your sound quality better. And they have wonderful tutorials and things like that. So in general, tech has actually made starting a podcast easier for the DIY podcaster. So let's talk about over the last few years who I've seen be successful as a DIY podcaster. Well, first, it's the people who have time and or support. Okay, so maybe this podcast is part of their job or they're a marketing person for a business and they have to do this for their podcast. Or they have assistants, a team, staff, people that can do some of the legwork maybe in planning the episode or can handle the after parts of editing the episode or they use a company like mine to produce the episode after they've recorded it. And then also people, uh, you know, time and support that have flexible schedule, okay? Or they work from home or they work from a place where it's easy for them to pot, uh, record their podcast. Okay, so the people that have time and support. The next people I've seen be successful are people who are comfortable with most computer tech, okay? So I'll, I'll take my mom as an example. Uh, her printer disconnected from her computer the other day. Of course, it's a Wi-Fi printer, it wasn't printing anymore. She didn't know what to do. So I came over and I know, okay, let's open up system preferences. Let's see if the printer's still there. It's not there. Let's unplug it, turn it off see if the computer will detect it again. It detected it, hooked back up, and it's working fine. So if you can do that, you're probably capable of doing your podcast yourself in some of the tech. If you can set up your Apple TV and connect it to your uh, TV and then sign into your accounts and things like that, you're probably good to try and start this. If you can use a social schedule or like Buffer or Hootsuite or something like that, 
you've probably got it in you to learn most of the publishing tech. Okay, but like I said, it's still learning. There's still that learning curve there. So there's that hurdle. And finally, the people that I've seen successful are people who can plan and organize their ideas and what they want to talk about. Okay, if you have many ideas, but you can focus them down, if there's a niche or an industry you want to focus on, an inch wide, a mile deep, that type of thing, those people tend to be able to get a podcast out there and do a better job uh, doing it themselves each week. So hopefully that was helpful. You know, we talked about the hurdles in this episode, uh, time, tech, and too many ideas, the hurdles, and how tech has actually over the last few years made it easier with the introduction of inexpensive gear that sounds good, that's plug and play, and apps like Descript that make it easier for the non-recording engineer to start producing their own podcast. And I went over with you who I've seen be successful. You know, the people that can do it themselves or tend to be the people that have time and supports not actually doing it themselves. I guess uh, what I mean is not hiring a professional podcast company. It's people that have some support are able to do it themselves. Uh, people that are comfortable with most computer tech and people who can plan and organize their ideas and what they want to talk about. So if you're ready to start your podcast, if you're ready to do it yourself, I would encourage you to go get my podcast roadmap. You can go to dannyosmond.com, dannyosmond.com slash roadmap and get my podcast roadmap. That will take you as a DIYer straight from idea to launching your podcast. It has every major step that you need to do and how to do it to get your podcast out there. So hopefully that will help you, dannyosmond.com slash roadmap. Next week, what we're gonna do is talk about you know what's the best way to grow your business. And that's referrals generally. So I wanna talk about taking care of your current clients next week. What can you do for your existing clients that leads to having a better relationship with them and keeps them on as clients for a long time? That's gonna be the best way to keep your business steady and business growing. So I look forward to seeing you with me here next week.